the road has a song all to its own. Sometimes, when I stay in the same place for more than a few nights, and I take some time to lie in the grass and stare at the clouds, I can forget that the song is even there. But eventually, it always calls to me. And I'll put on my cloak again, grab my walking stick, and set foot once more. I am as much a part of the road as the cairns in the gutter where the small and forgotten gods live. If you press your ear up against my chest, you can hear it. The road is tangled in my hair and heavy in my shoes. I don't know where I'm going next. I trust in my heart and my boots and the song in the dirt. Someday I will arrive at a town and breathe in the air and know this is where I was always meant to be. The road's a river that will carry me home. Hello, and welcome to Something New. My name is Jonah, or Daisy, and today I am introducing us to a brand new series on the Two's Company podcast. This series will be an actual... Oh, there's a fire truck going by. That's not part of the series. Let's give it some time to roll on along and help those people that need it. Okay, I think it's good. So, this series on the Two's Company podcast will be an anthological actual play series utilizing the, the RPG Wander Home, developed by Jay Dragon and published by Possum Creek Games. Wander Home is a pastoral fantasy game about exploration and grand adventure. As we play, we will explore the in-fiction world called the Haith, or often referred to as the Haithland, and meet lots of people and, and view beautiful places. Wander Home is played using a system called No Dice, No Masters, or Belonging Outside of Belonging. Essentially, unlike any other TTRPG you might know, Wander Home does not utilize any dice to resolve any mechanics. Instead, the players take initiative as the authors of this story and this journey. We use various narrative points to help us move that along and decide what the world looks like, but all in all, those of us playing are in control of our fate. No dice. Now, before I go any further in explaining what this new series will be, I will read from the Wander Home book to introduce you all a little more to the land of Haith and what it means to explore it. I will not tell you the history of the land of Haith and all that has happened within. I could, of course, there is a legend hanging onto the lips of every old shrew and buried in every crevice of every stone. 
I could tell you the tale of the first king of the floating mountain, and the daemon deal he struck. I could tell you the tale of the slobbering god and the heaven blade used to kill her. I could tell you the tale of the lightning dancers and their twirling bodies, or of the north wind god and the one brave mouse who stood against him, or of the death that all dragons feared and faced. But I won't, for it's not my place. After all, it wouldn't make for a good journey if I told you all that right at the start. Instead, let me tell you some things you'll need to know about the Haithland that are true, no matter what. The Haith is a beautiful and boundless land full of life and soul. It is composed of small communities kept separate by vast stretches of wilderness and connected by dirt paths, waterways, and the rare hot air balloon passage. Beauty comes in endless shapes and forms, but everything in this land holds the capacity to be appreciated and admired. Gods and spirits can be found everywhere, from the small and forgotten gods that hide behind rocks and in waves, to the Piscean deal-making crossroads daemons, to the great sky gods themselves. The Haith is a land of animal folk. I've seen mousy soldiers, pigeon merchants, squirrel musicians, gecko fishermen, and at least one very distinctive bartending toad. You can't assume much about someone based on their look. Meat eaters are just as likely to be kind as herbivores. And even the smallest mouse can have a lion's heart. While a family might all be the same animal folk, they might also have wildly different appearances. And frankly, it's none of your business to inquire. The Haith is full of buggy livestock, pets, and wild creatures. From herds of chubby bumbles to stag beetles the size of houses, striders that dance across the water to carrier moths bringing letters from tower to tower by moonlight. Bugs and animal folk live together in harmony and care. You'll encounter plenty of references to these buggy creatures throughout this book, and while they tend to do their best to make clear both their look and role in Haith, interpret generously and use whatever bugs feel right for your journey. The Haith boasts a widespread culture of hospitality, a traveler arriving to a new town is always going to be able to find some sort of lodging, even if it's sleeping in a barn with some bumbles, and will always be given food and water of some sort. There is a trust within this hospitality. If you hurt or lash out at your hosts, they'll have no problem kicking you out. But if you're kind, and you mean well, you'll be welcomed in with open arms. In the Haith, we'll be meeting people who are fundamentally good. Not everywhere you go in life will this be true. But on the journey contained within this book, most everyone can be trusted to be kind. The exceptions are the mighty generals, lords, heroes, soldiers, and all those whose soul has been weighed down with power. While they might still be good, their goodness has been poisoned by struggle. Thankfully, folks of that nature are exceedingly rare nowadays, and most everyone knows to give these lonely conquerors a wide berth. Finally. The Haithland was recently caught in war, but is no longer. There is no violence here anymore. Right, so now that we have a little bit more of an understanding about what the Haith will feel like as we explore it, 
I'm going to jump in a little bit deeper into what the concept of this series is. First off, the name for the series will be Left Foot Forward, and that is because, over the course of play, I will be inviting on different guests to play Wander Home with me in one-on-one -on -one games. And between each of these stories, although they may not be linked in plot, we'll have one overlying characteristic. And that is the character that I will be playing. Mina Leftfoot. A moth tender, which in this world is kind of like a post person. The story of Leftfoot Forward will follow Mina as she travels around the land of Haith, tending to the moth towers, where letters get delivered, and also hand-delivering other messages. In her journeys, of course, she will meet many wonderful people throughout the Haith, and each session, we will highlight one of those adventures. In this particular episode, I do not have a guest with me. However, I thought I would give you all a taste of Wander Home as I build the character of Mina, and we set the scene a little bit and explore a little bit about how Mina starts her adventure. All right, so rolling right through to the creation of Mina. In Wander Home, much like other RPGs you might be familiar with, characters are built by utilizing things called playbooks. They are essentially a framework for you to build your character to hopefully steer towards a certain idea. As mentioned before, Mina will be a moth tender. Let me read you the quick little description about what that means. Carrier moths travel across the haith, bringing news, letters, and tiny boxes. You wander the land, keeping an eye on these moths and their towers. You are alive. Your care is consistent, prompt, and in small packages. Now, let's begin. I'm just going to go down the list in this playbook to start assigning things to Mina that will make her her. Uh, first thing on the list is name and pronouns. If you haven't already guessed it by how I've been assigning, the character I will be playing is named Mina Leftfoot, and Mina uses she and her pronouns. So the next thing to choose is an animal, because everybody in the Haith is animal folk. Now, I chose a rabbit for Mina. However, I don't picture her as just any ordinary rabbit. Mina is specifically an Angora rabbit. If you want, go look up a picture of them. They are fluffy as heck, and I just love the image of just a big old fluffy rabbit traveling around. A brief little description that I wrote of Mina is that she is a large, fluffy Angora rabbit and humanoid, so stands on two legs. She's broad shoulders and wears a little newsy hat between her slicked back ears. And you can see an occasional tuft of fur poking out the front of that hat that happens to be dyed purple. The next thing to choose on the playbook states choose two that you are and two that you aren't. Each playbook in Wander Home has a various, uh, has a question that is that fits this various type of format, and the two that I chose that describe how Mina is 
is curious and trusting. Essentially, these are things that will help me grab at character traits when I'm playing Mina. If I'm at a loss for what to do, I can always reach for two things that I am to help me set the scene. In the same vein, the two things that Mina is not is proper and blunt. Another two things to reach for if I'm ever in need of narrative assistance. Next in the playbook is choose three to four to describe your look. Now, I already gave you a little description before, but these things will add into that to kind of help us visualize Mina a little more. I chose four things, and those four things are a lunar calendar, small reading glasses, a map of local moth towers, and this last one is my favorite, a sense I'm in over my head. The next section of the playbook goes into a little more specifics about the moth tender playbook itself. As a moth tender, I get to choose three letters or packages that I carry. The ones that I chose are a summons from the king of the floating mountain, a waxed sealed love letter, and a basket of homemade candies. In addition to these packages, I also choose where they are going. And at the moment, I haven't specifically assigned which of these locations is assigned to which of the packages. I think that might be fun to discover as we play. But the three places that these packages are going to are a cheerful young rabbit that just moved to the big city, the leader of the last outpost of the rebellion, and a cheerful old farmer with a big family. In addition to these letters and packages, the last thing on the playbook is to choose two things that I carry with me at all time and to tell the table about them. The first thing I chose is the wisdom of my caring adoptive mother, who reminded me to always be myself. I don't think there's too much to elaborate on that, because it is laid out a little bit in there, that wisdom being to always be myself, but I think it really highlights but I think it really highlights those character traits that we discussed earlier the curious, trusting that I am, and the proper and blunt that I'm not. That no matter what, I am who I am, and I should be proud of that. The next thing I carry with me is a promise I made to my best friend that weighs heavy on my heart. <clears throat> now this is a tough one. To help me out in figuring out what this exactly is, I'm going to use some mechanics of the game, and build an NPC, or in Wanderhome, a kith, to figure out who my best friend is, so I can know a little bit more about them before I find out what that promise is. So whenever you build a kith, there are some steps that you follow to lay them out. The first and foremost is a name and some pronouns. So I think a name for this person will be Elacor Luce. That's E-L-A-C-O-R-E, first name. L-U-C-E, last name. 
and their pronouns uh, will be Z and Z. That's X-E or X-E-M. Uh, so, uh, animal form for Elicor, I'm thinking a red panda, and I'm thinking, uh, and I think compared to Minas, they are pretty small, maybe like half, half of Mina's height. Relationship to another character, that's the next step. Uh, that's pretty easy, as we stated before. They will be Mina's best friend. And a single detail, an occupation, a quirky trait, an interest, etc. Hmm. I think something interesting that Elicor does is collect postage stamps, uh, which is very apt because Mina's job is to deliver letters. Uh, I'm not sure if Mina obtained that job because Elicor her best friend enjoyed collecting postage stamps or in delivering letters mina met elacor and they be- and they became friends through that either way elacor collects postage stamps and now i roll on a table to give an additional two traits to this npc let's see what we get. And the two traits that I rolled are invisible and imaginative. Okay, so let's take a look at what those mean. On each trait, I get to choose one to two things that a kith that has this trait gets to do. And I'll read off the ones that I chose. The invisible trait says that they can always have been somewhere the whole time and also move right past people who should have spotted you. This is interesting because this invisible trait could be taken in different ways. Whether somebody actually has the capability to make themselves disappear or just is constantly overlooked to as if they were invisible the whole time. I think that the reason that Elicor is invisible is for one, because they are small, probably only measuring somewhere about three and a half feet tall, maybe the size of a small child. Um, I also see invisible fitting Elicor because I picture them as a little bit of a, a homebody. Not getting out too much, maybe sticking to the books and collecting those postage those postage stamps that I mentioned earlier. The second trait, imaginative, lets them either forget about something really important or describe an everyday object in a way that no one's ever thought about it before. And and I think I'm picturing that as Elicor scrutinizes everything very closely, so sometimes they just see things in a different way, but always makes sure to let others know about it. So, now that we have Mina's best friend built, we can get back to that first question. One of the things that Mina always carries with her is a promise to her best friend that weighs heavy on her heart. 
So I think that promise probably has to do with both uh with both Mina and Elacor's relation to postal work, Mina being a moth tender herself and Elacor loving to collect postage stamps. I think that the promise that that Mina made to them was to one day work together at the moth tower of the of the, of the city or town that that they both live in and this this is still a promise that Mina intends to keep but it does weigh heavy on her heart every day because she was sent away on this journey whether by choice to to go explore around the different moth towers or because it was just the duty given to her by the other moth tenders i'm not sure but mina went on this journey and left elicor back in their hometown so every day that goes by that she gets further from that dream of working in the tower together that promise weighs on Mina's heart. Maybe eventually one day we'll see Mina retire in a moth tower back in her hometown with Elicor, but for now that promise sits at the foreground of everything she does. Okay, and with that, Mina, and with that, Mina left foot the moth tender is complete. The playbook is full, and she is ready to play. The last thing I want to note before maybe jumping in and giving a little scene to set to set up where Mina is at the moment, um, I want to highlight some things that the moth tender can always do. Each playbook has a section like this, which is some very specific things that, no matter what's going on, you can always do these. You can always do these. For the moth tender, some things that you can always do are write something down on a piece of paper. Tell everyone what phase the moon is in right now. Follow the moths. Fidget. Say, I have a letter for you. And they get a token if they accept the letter. Or ask, have you heard the news? Now, you probably heard me mention something called tokens. As I said before, Wander Home is a game that does not incorporate dice to resolve any conflict. Instead, there is a flow of these tokens throughout the game, where players can both get and spend tokens to do various things fictionally. Most of the time, tokens are gained by adding some visual aspect to the fiction, or a personal feeling. There's a specific list of things that you can do if you want to receive a token. I won't go into all of them right now, as we'll see them during play, but every time somebody does something from that list, they can receive a token. And likewise, those tokens can be spent in order to resolve or potentially resolve something within the fiction. And speaking of adding things to the fiction, and speaking of adding things to the fiction, 
in every episode, with every guest that I have, I'll be asking them to add one physical attribute to the land of Haith. Maybe it's something we will explore in the game, maybe it's something that just seems cool that we want to have present in the world. So, to kick things off, I will begin by adding a physical attribute. Well, I guess the one I had planned is technically two, because the first one is that I imagine the Haith having four moons. Don't know why, just like the idea of there being multiple moons, and I settled on the number four. Additionally, because I am a nerd for astronomy, I have decided that the fourth moon and the haith are tidally locked. I won't go into detail what that means like in physics and stuff, because that's confusing, but essentially all it means is that that fourth moon is always going to remain in the same location. So the fourth moon is, can only be seen from one specific location in the Haith. Seems pretty cool. Seems pretty special. Maybe we'll see it at some point. Maybe we won't. But that's that. And now I am going to play out a little scene in fiction. Means I'm probably going to be talking to myself for a little bit. Pretending I'm multiple different people as we see how Mina embarks on her journey. So, to start things off, I should probably introduce the city that Mina is from. Alright, so the town that Mina lives in will be called Rosewalk. And I'll bring us in with a little bit of a description of what the world around and within Rosewalk looks like. We see the turning of a calendar as a new year approaches. The year of the water lily. Starting in the month of Tillsoil, in the season of Leap, as the first full moon shines over the haith, our view of Rosewalk comes into view, as the sun crests over the soothing bay in the east, we can see the town begin to warm up, any frost that remains on the grass outside the town walls is beginning to thaw and evaporate into the air, leaving a glisten around the town as it begins to wake up. The beginning of Tillsoil, and thus the new year, where it marks the time where all those agriculturally inclined begin to plant their crops, preparing for food storages for the coming year. We see a stream of villagers exiting out of the, the city limits of the town of Rosewalk as they begin to sow the fields. But instead of looking at them, our view heads into the town, past a cluster of small houses directly to the door of the Moth Tower. And when that door swings open, standing there 
is Mina, rubbing her eyes, bedhead still ruffled underneath her cap, as she's ready to begin the day. And I think, to start us off right away, collecting a token, I am going to have Mina take a moment to watch a tiny moment of beauty. And I think that moment of beauty is just as Mina finishes clearing the sleep from her eyes and looks up to see the last moths of the night fluttering in through the high window of the tower. And as they pass overhead, the glittering dust from beneath their wings begins to flutter down and dance all around Mina and essentially glitter in the new morning light cresting over the bay. Looking up at this, I think Mina just readjusts her messenger bag, straightens her cap, and says, Good work, you all. Get, get some nice rest to get ready for the next trip out tomorrow night. Now I better get going. I've got places to be. And Mina heads out through the city. I will mark one token on my sheet as we just saw that small moment of beauty. I think we see a montage of Mina traveling around the town of Rosewalk, door to door, handing out letters, collecting others as people hand them to her, and every now and again stopping to get a little snack and maybe feeding some to a buggy friend that stops by. Eventually, we see Mina make her way to a tall but thin house that seems to be tucked tightly between two more. And she knocks on the door and says, Elicor, it's Mina, I'm coming in! And walks on in to Elicor's home to see her best friend. And I think immediately what we are greeted by when we we take a look into Elicor's home, is just stacks of books everywhere. Uh, there are bookshelves, but I think there are probably more books open on the floor and just in stacks on tables than actually organized on the shelf. And Mina is kind of carefully stepping past these books and around them to try and find where their friend is. And of course, when Elicor does not make their presence immediately known, Mina walks on over to a table in the center, uh, and Mina comes up to a stack of letters with unique postage. This is Elicor's post stamp collection, and starts filing through it. We notice that that some of these letters are addressed to them, but Others are not, and these are letters that Mina found in essentially the post office lost and found, place uh, letters that either got returned to sender or just couldn't find their way to their final destination, um, any of those that had cool postage or unique postage on them, Mina would bring to Elicor to, to add to their collection, and I think Mina looks around and says, ah, uh, well... Uh, Elicor, uh, if you're if you're around here, I I, I gotta 
got a new letter for you. Uh, and and she pulls it out and turns it over. Uh, I guess I'll just leave it in this stack here. Uh, let you get to it later and check out the stamp. And as Mina places the letter on the table, that is when we see a book that has been standing up at the end of the table this whole time fling down onto the table and we see Elicor's face who had been buried in the book this whole time uh and for reference Elicor is a red panda and I think at this moment uh they were probably wearing reading glasses uh to flip through that book and I think we just see them get up and start pacing across the table, actually, pretty quickly, and pick up the letter and take a look at the postage stamp, and just say, Oh, Mina, th- thank you. Uh, I, I, t- I totally forgot that, that you were going to come by today. Uh, uh, th- this, this stamp is, is really cool. Um, you know, my favorite thing about postage is it's an adventure all in its own. You don't have to go to a place to experience it. You can find a little bit of every place, wherever a letter has been. And at that, I think Mina chuckles a little bit as she sits down and just says, Well, you do always have some uh, words of knowledge there. I hope all has been well. Um, I, I actually was stopping by because there was something that I that I wanted to tell you. Uh, you know, I've been working working at the Moth Tower for a while now, and uh, it's it's finally my time. Um, they're sending me on my my journey. <laughs> uh, so I guess I sort of came to say goodbye. Um, I don't know how long I'll, I'll be gone, but, you know, they gave me some packages to deliver to, to, to other nearby towns or, uh, other far-off locations. Uh, I'm supposed to go, go around to tower to tower, deliver what I have, um, and see if I find one that, that suits me. And I think, uh... As Mina is saying this, Elicor has very swiftly went back to the book they were reading and has kind of ignored this, but once Mina says that she's leaving, uh, Elicor puts the book down and says, Oh, yeah, I, I forgot. Um, well, I... Hopefully, uh, the other towers are nice, uh, and, you know, if, if you do find one that's particularly nice, maybe, maybe you can come back and, and get me, and, and, and we can go there together. I guess our plan didn't always have to be the tower here in Rosewalk. And to that, uh, Mina replies, yeah, uh. I'll see. But, um, in my travels, you know, if I, 
find any any fun stamps, I'll be sure to send them your way, and and I'll write I'll write you letters with with all the stories of of the adventures that I have. So it won't be like I'm I'm too far. But I just wanted to let you know. I'll see you around, Elicor. And Mina uh, navigates her way back out of the house through the piles of books. And we see a view of her traveling back through the town as the sun starts to set. When she makes it back to the Moth Tower, we see a hot air balloon waiting next to it as the first leg of her journey is about to begin. All right. I think that's probably a good place to end that little to end that little scene as Mina embarks on her grand journey. Well, thank you all for listening to this introductory episode of Left Foot Forward, an actual play wander home series on the Two's Company podcast. Hopefully very soon I will begin posting episodes with guests on them as we explore and expand on the land of hate. If you are interested in the show and want to keep up with it, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Two's Company One. That's number two, letter S, the word company, and the number one. I'll try to keep up to date on there with anything about the show, or whenever new episodes are posted. And additionally, I have also made a personal Twitter account. Uh, At the moment, I have not posted anything on there, because I'm not sure what to say, slash sometimes Twitter can be scary. But if you would like to follow my personal account, you can find me at Days I May. That's D A Y S E Y E M A Y. Ideally, I'll be posting resources on there for players and and spreading other shows that that stress player safety, player player fun, as well as inclusivity and diversity, because I want to help harbor a community that supports everyone to feel safe and have fun when they play games, because I love this hobby, so why not share it with everyone and make it enjoyable for everyone? Uh, And lastly, if you liked this episode and want to see more, you please, uh, please rate, subscribe, and review us on your podcasting app of choice. Uh, And I'd love to hear any comments, questions, uh, exciting moments, uh, that you have to share. All right. Well, I'll see you all next time. Bye.